I call my mom, you call your mom. We all call our moms. Mom, well, you have to slow those quarter notes down a little bit. So wait, mom, you were telling me you watched the right stuff on Disney Plus, right? I don't have Disney Plus. I did. Plus. I wish you did. I'll, you know, I got it so that we could, I could watch Hamilton. Right. And then I and you know, also, in future, when the girls, grandkids come over. But uh, yes, I watched the right stuff. And I saw the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was a little confused why I couldn't see more episodes. But oh, maybe, you know, what's what? going they're on do- there? They're doing that. Um, you know, they're just releasing it like old times. No, like, you know, they want you to, you have to wait each week. It's not the binge watch model. Yeah, which I kind of like. I don't mind that. It gives you something to look forward to. I agree. um, I was doing that with uh, the boys on Amazon and Ted Lasso on Apple TV. That was kind of, I was making it my Thursday and Friday night, enjoying myself. See, I think that's perfect. I feel the same way. Having a cream witch and, uh... (laughs) Just you know, looking forward to it. It was, and also the boys is I you I I don't think you'd necessarily like it. It's pretty um, gory, but mm-hmm. it's like very no, funny, like marvelly you know action superhero yeah. stuff. And um, so I'd watch that. Love my life. It was a great show. And then the next night I'd have my feel good funny show, Ted Lasso. Yes, I I like that. So what you so the reason you watch the right stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to watch it too, is because. One of my I hope you can. It was very, greatest friends very from well growing done. up. Micah yeah. Stock is in it. Yes, you, you yours particularly, but my friend now too, Micah, was playing one of the um, Mercury Seven astronauts, Deke Slayton. Now, the yeah. first episode really focused on John Glenn, mm-hmm. who we know from Ohio. He's a um, famous Ohioan, but John Glenn and um, Alan Shepard, those two, okay. kind of were you know, really brilliantly smart men but they were you know kind of it, at each other's throats them or something? Not, what at each other at each other's throats you mean oh no a little bit of a competition i think okay yeah only that's what i was can fit in the shuttle <laughs> <laughs> no oh. no who came with the the best credentials and who was the smartest okay. and who you know um yeah of course, we love John Glenn. But anyway, so I saw the first two episodes, and Micah just looks so tall. I think he's one he of the tallest. He is tall. I haven't seen him since he graduated from high school, though. He'd hit his head on the little <laughs> frame thing behind you. He's so tall. Yes, he would. He was very, very tall, handsome. Very handsome. And um, he was good friends with Gus Grissom in the movie. Um, so I'm sure that was... Well, he's been at it now for a long time. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, he's been doing theater since he was a kid. I feel like, well, so Megan and Hannah, my older sisters for the listeners, they started in theater before me. I just stuck with it longer. (laughs) Because they were, they did theater under the stars. Well, Hannah didn't. She just always came. It was in The King and I. No, that was Megan. Meg was in The King and I. Oh, what about the, the Pied Piper one? The Rats. Oh, Fiddler on, maybe, what's the Pied oh, Piper? I guess you're right. Was that Kettering Theater or Jones Theater? The, is it called the Pied Piper, though? Uh-huh. Okay, but Piper. all I'm saying is I think I remember being a rat. Wasn't I a rat? <laughs> you may have been. I got you girls involved in a lot of things. Yeah, thank Music, you. Music, theater, 
And then you girls kind of veered off into sports. But Kettering Theater of the Stars was like the most wonderful summer community theater. And it met outside, outside amphitheater, um, just really top-notch shows. And so that summer, Megan was in The King and I. She played one of the children. And uh, we went every night. You and Han and I, we went every night to see her. And one night, I don't know if you remember this, but one night... We'd get there and claim a little spot on the hill, put our little our blanket, blanket out. Yeah. And bring snacks and stuff like that. And you had a little, I think it was either a little sundress or a long t-shirt. We were really into puffy paint that summer. Do you remember that? We made t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. Okay. So I look over and I'm watching you and you're doing somersaults down the hill. And then you hop up. You have no underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> I was mortified. You must have been five or six years old. Oh my God. I was shocked. Oh no. Oh dear. What's happening? I I have, here's the thing. I really have a memory of that. I have such a memory of it in the sense that like I knew what I was doing. I was being a little deviant. Yeah, probably you were. And you we know, were like, dying laughing, but like I was when trying grandma to not said die I like, laugh. You know, I went in the pool with all my clothes on. I, I fell in on purpose just to like <laughs> yes, get a laugh. Did. My Pratt falls. Maybe that's why I'm, mm. I'm not a physical comic because I they didn't work out so well when I was young. <laughs> Maybe. But I do remember. Oh, you got it, a lot of like, people's attention. I will tell you that. <laughs> and then I as I ran was, toward you, I was trying hard not to laugh, but I was dying. Like, what the, what are you doing now? You're no underwear <laughs> on and... Beautiful summer night, and uh, at least my streaker days were were uh, relegated to one night when I was five or six. That is the only night I can recall. I guess oh, yeah. you just forgot. I, don't, I didn't have any nudie things. I wasn't, like, constantly trying to be nude. Oh, I no, just no, remember, no. I think I just, I can't remember, obviously, because I was so young, but I remember doing it as, like, a prank or something. It feels really? that way in my memory. It was it feels a long like, evening, though, not to have underwear on. <laughs> I mean, we go early. <laughs> And we claim our spot. We watch the whole musical, and we leave when it's dark. That's a long time. Yeah, to have no underwear on and be to that have no free. Underwear on. Yeah, I remember the cotton candy machine, and I wanted it so bad. I wanted you cotton mean, candy all the time at the Kettering Theater under the stars. Yeah, it was to the left, back against the wall. Oh, you're right. <laughs> right, and Who I don't think you'd ever want cotton candy. Ever, you would. You wouldn't. You weren't the mom to indulge me every time. No, you did let me get no, it. Once. You were in the no cavity club. Let me tell you, that meant a lot. I was? Mom, my yeah. first visit, I had six cavities. With Dr. Patton? No, you didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's a picture visit. of you. Your first visit? To the dentist, really? I had six cavities. Oh. Mom, are you looking at me and saying I was? Are you getting me mixed up with one of your other children? No, I have a picture of you at Dr. Patton's office, and you're wearing a little purple T-shirt, and you're in the No Cavity Club. But maybe that's after you're maybe a the week. first six. <laughs> maybe just when the new ones grew in. <laughs> you know what? That may be true. Anyway, well, we probably yeah. watched Micah at some point at... Definitely at the Muse Machine, but maybe even at Theater Under the Stars. So we had a great time talking about his origins as a performer and some very funny anecdotes with Barb, his mom, who who is part of our community and is a great woman. So enjoy the talk with with my friend Micah's mom, Barb. Our friend Micah. I'll share him. I got to have coffee with Barb. Yeah, she's like down the block. 
I know, just real close. All right, take a listen. Okay. Hello. Barb. Um, sorry to wake you up too early. I had a hell of a time just um changing my clock from Colorado to here to start school, so I'm very empathetic. <laughs> well, the additional I mean, it was nice of you to even redo this. I slept in. I don't know how it happened. Hello. Oh, good. Mom's here. (laughs) Hi, Barb. She didn't abandon her daughter this time. Yeah, well, now we actually have everyone. Mom didn't sleep in. I didn't sleep. You know, (laughs) so this is take number two because like uh, the child that I am, um, my well, alarm. we don't know that your mother didn't sleep in. I mean, yeah, it's noon here. She could true, have watched around all night. <laughs> that's true. I thought, I, I thought there was a catastrophe, like you'd run outside, but you locked yourself out, which I've done numerous times, or you couldn't find your equipment. I don't no, know. No, I just instead woke up wondering if I slept walk, and I talked <laughs> and I texted Micah, and he slept in too. So the children. Oh. <laughs> the, the children were asleep. The children were asleep, and the moms got a little bit acquainted before you, before the real thing. Yeah. Wait, yeah, um, yeah. Barb. First of all, thank you for doing this, and oh, no it's so good Fun to, to hear your voice. Publicly, yeah. <laughs> I have. I feel like I haven't seen you since maybe Micah's graduation party, but who knows? Well, I feel like that's probably true. I. Yeah. I well, I've seen you on media. But I have seen in person. (laughs) Unfortunately. Was Micah hard to get up, by the way? (laughs) Um, As a child, let me think about this. No more so than his older brothers. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you'd with the toughest. He was just, when he conked, he conked. And there was, you know, we just basically had to, we built a shower in the basement pretty much exclusively for his use because he would just have to go in and stand (laughs) under it. And basically, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, oh man, so, yeah. Some um, of us just aren't meant for the daytime hours. I agree. I totally am with you. Yeah. I'm a night owl. Yeah. I am. So I like see, to be up I'm late. not. If it's dark, I'm gone. Really? I'm I've always admired that in people. You probably get up early and walk, right? Are you one of those walkers that I see around Oakwood in the mornings? <laughs> oh no. I may be awake. That doesn't mean that I want to be actually exerting myself. <laughs> um, no. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. But also I have, I often get saddled with eight o'clock classes because I don't have oh. small children. Um, so I have, you know, when school starts, I'm pretty. You know, out of there. The yeah. So yeah. for people who are listening, now we're talking about, we're basically, this is Micah. So Micah is the, is the, Third youngest of four of your four children. Exactly. But the first that we made ourselves. Yes. The first thing you the first thing you made Aww. yourself. We pulled it together too. Homemade project. Yeah, yeah. Um we tell them we practice on them. So Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to tell people we had two point two. And then <laughs> the question is which are the point two and which are the two? And, yeah. <laughs> Really 
Yeah, because I knew, of course, I knew of Shaka and Elude, but Micah was the closest in age to me. And even still, he was, I guess, what is it, three years younger than me, if not more? I think so. Yes, yeah, I was like trying. That. Born in '88. I we don't. You don't have to reveal your age. But I will say, Micah was born on the last day of the year. Micah was. Yeah, and so he was our tax deduction. that nice that's kind of cool well no then payback time when they got the whole insurance thing where you could carry your kids through the age of 26 yeah and then so he was off you know we we couldn't carry him for that year so so there is sorry to hear that yeah Yeah. so you spent new year's eve in the hospital Exactly. Like. And listen, for years we had that child convinced that everyone was celebrating his birthday. Oh, you know? I love that. Yeah, watch I the love ball that. drop. <laughs> it's like the ball drop. Was, it was all, all about him, you know. Oh. So you can see why he had to go into theater. That sort of, yeah. you know. That, you know, <laughs> I mean, all that attention. That's not narcissism. We really know what narcissism <laughs> is now, but, but you know, just inklings of. Inklings of How cute, you know? though. Yeah. Get the little hats and the blowers out and watch the ball. Oh, drop. yeah. Spectacular. (laughs) I love that. Like, just convincing it. Like, this is all for you. He's used. Well, why wouldn't you? I love that. Used to being celebrated. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should all be doing it every day, you know? I I agree totally. That's that's a special day. I'm still, I'm still just like, I feel like. Micah is like the perfect mix of theater kid to me because we like as much as <laughs> that makes me laugh because it makes sense. Like we I, I'm the youngest. Usually the kids that of artists that we're talking to, there's a theme of youngest and you have that sort of like. But but I think maybe it's just a matter oh. of having an audience, you know, like whether there's two above or you having or, to be funny or something to get heard at the dinner table. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard that theory. Yeah. Yes. There's that too. Um, yeah. Oh. And I really think we, we used to say that, you know, we did Micah real injustice. He just, we thought he was having such a happy childhood that he would, you know, be disproportionately at a disadvantage because in theater, it just seemed like you had to be tormented in some way. Suffer in some way. <laughs> yeah, so. I do remember there was some book. I think Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, put it out maybe with his sister. It was like I, I forget what it was, but it was like I don't even have a bad childhood. I don't even have an excuse <laughs> for well, why I'm like this. You can't be in politics if you don't have, you know, some cross of air or decisions. <laughs> you know, if you just grew up loved by your parents and <laughs> fed and clothed, you know, you're, you, you're, you're not qualified. So. um but he always was just like, I don't know, he was younger to me. So like, I guess I didn't get to know him that well when he was, I, I guess he I must have been in younger because, because to us, he seemed, with some exceptions, um, so mature so soon um, that it kind of threw us off, I think, a little bit. Um you know, we were, I was trying to quiz Richard on what he remembered. And I chiefly remember he would have nightmares and he would wake up and, you know, we, sometimes he couldn't, you know, articulate, but he, one of them was, he was sobbing. We go, honey, what's wrong? And he goes, I don't have an agent yet. What is that about? <laughs> and, and we think that when that came from, 
honestly, because we there was no, you know, he hadn't even been in anything yet. You know, not how old was he when he had that bad dream? Was three years old. I don't oh. even know. Oh, um, that is so funny. That just we're hooting about was okay. So I listened to a lot of musicals when I was pregnant. That's just oh, how I got yeah. through it. And um, at one point, I can't. I think it was fourish. He started. And actually, Richard and I differ on this, but since this is my show, I get to tell my version. Yes, um, you do. You're the I mom. Think he started, yeah. He started saying, I want shoes that make noise. And I thought, what on oh. earth is this child talking about? Well, uh, it was tap shoes. But <laughs> we went to a, you know, dance school. And as you can imagine, you know, basically all they have is pre-ballet kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the director it was this woman named Joy Rebelay. Um, oh, I remember that uh, school. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Well, I went to Joy for a bit, didn't I? He that he had to start with ballet, and he said, okay. Oh, <laughs> good so for he him. He was like the only boy at a ballet class. Um, How great, though. I remember yeah. wanting shoes that made noise, too, but I would just, like, take my cousins that had, like, a little heel. I loved clicky shoes. I wonder what that is as a kid. You could in the bottom, you know, and all your shoes could click, but... Gosh, I really wanted well, that, too. I can Okay, relate. now, see, Micah was patient with the ballet. Beth, you went to Dance Dimensions, and they mm -hmm. had the most lovely teachers there, but all you did was, like, somersaults and flips, and you wouldn't put the tutu on, so that's when we made the big switch to gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. I got more well, in all fairness, they didn't make Micah wear a tutu either. So well, no, 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 no. But yeah. he was yeah. willing to give it a whirl. <laughs> he was willing yeah. to give the class a whirl. This one, no, she was doing yeah. the flips and the get me out of here. Well, so what yeah. can I say? I had no idea because I was a tomboy how hard <laughs> dance was. And not just the physical element, but the memory bit. You had to remember yeah. so much. And so when I later, Micah's sister danced quite seriously. And um, I had to listen to these mothers, you know, who are all unfit. Um, <laughs> critiquing, you know, these rapes, you know, for putting on a pound or something. And I thought, I've got to get away from these people. So I started yeah. taking tap. I don't know if you ever knew Gary Geis, who was just the most superb tap teacher on planet Earth. Anyway, no. I started taking tap. And my head, I would leave the class, my head hurt, not my oh. body, my head. So I have, I just, I think dancers are quite conceivably the most intelligent people on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know that's really, story. that's a great way of going about all that. The mental, the mental. It is it. hard. I, I think tap is exceptionally hard though. Yeah, you have to remember what comes after, unless you're, you know, faking it and improving, and that's probably a whole nother burden, but yeah. Yeah, um, I have tap shoes point. here. I stopped. I got. I didn't get tap shoes again because, like, mo mom's obviously right. Um, she. I do remember that. I left Kickball dance. Change. I did <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> but Hannah and Meg always. Step. The time <laughs> step is with me always. I love that. Yeah, I couldn't. So I. I got my own uh, tap shoes. I want to say in college. Maybe it was like sophomore, junior year, because one of our professors wives daisy agreed to teach us some tap and i tell you what i didn't i never got it i still have the tap shoes in my closet right now but it is it, sometimes i put them on just to click around here yeah well you know go into the basement where no one can see you but but this is my point the whole triple threat thing usually i would say almost every woman going into showbiz 
I would think at first would have to be a triple threat. You have to sing, dance, and, you know. Memorize. Yeah. The guys just have it, you know, they don't, that burden is not there for them. They can specialize. No. Mm. Pretty quickly, Micah gave up dancing and singing to a point. Um, Yeah. Well, so you have to really focus. Early on, though, so Micah's like, he's into dance. He's, he... I remember just thinking of him as like a very talented actor. Like, I think he like, you know, now Mike and I are close friends and we keep in touch and we're support systems for each other, confidants. And, but as kids, it's like, obviously our relationship didn't come until, I don't know, I guess high school, but he, I think he, I don't want to get his perspective of me wrong, but I think he sort of looked up to me a little in speech and debate. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Because you were modeling how to get out of Dodge, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, not, and actually when I say that, I, I feel like we have to say Dayton is just an amazingly supportive community for the arts. It it sure is. It is. And per capita income levels, we're way overrepresented in, on Broadway and in film. I mean, um, True. but, but there were definitely, I would say that without, Oh God, we were just thinking about the whole, it takes a village thing. I mean, Micah's first role was probably in second grade and we had gone down to the town hall theater to see some adult version of the princess and the pea or something. Mm. And they were advertising for a kid's production of Treasure Island. And he and his little friend, Matt, wanted to be pirates, right? That was it. Um, <laughs> to be fun. And they try out, and Micah's devastated because Matt gets a pirate part, and Micah gets this part, Ben Gunn, which I don't know if you remember Treasure Island. It's like the crazy guy who was um, <laughs> um, left behind on an island, you know, um, and is just basically wanting a piece of cheese. It's, he's, he's a lunatic, really. He's, he's been there for, um, in a lot of sunstroke. And the guy, Micah could not even read. I want you to understand this. We had to, we had to repeat his lines at night so he could memorize them. And, oh, my gosh. And the guy, Mark Mesher, worked with him. And I still remember, you know, they did a little performance. And this old guy, you know, passes me realizes I'm Micah's mom we look so much alike um and he said um that guy's gonna be famous one day (laughs) anyway after that I felt I felt like I became the agent I was obligated to (laughs) find productions right so we went we went to a tryout at the Dayton Playhouse to be Winthrop in um music 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 yeah yeah but listen, understand this. Micah had no musical training, could not sing, could barely dance. There was a kid who, it was really fun. The tryouts were open. Everybody got to watch each other. It was very supportive. Oh, you know, you, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this kid just nailed it. And I went, well, okay, you know, Michael, you know, <laughs> the three kids. But they had to give it to him because Micah was Winthrop. I mean, I can't even explain. Aww. I don't know where this child came from. He just became, is that method acting? I don't know what it is when you like, like Daniel Day O'Connor, when you become like for two years, you become. Yeah. The actual person. Yeah. This is, my kid just was, 
he would transform. And then the same thing happened in all theater under the stars, you know, as he would try out. Yes. He couldn't sing. They had to have like Nancy and Bet sing with him <laughs> to drown him out. They were just tough because Oliver is kind of a musical, you know. But um, wait, was he Oliver he, in Theater Under the Stars? He was Oliver. He was Oliver, and he mm. and he did not. It really was. Sorry about the honking. Um, it really was that he just became the person. I, you know, and I would sit there in the audience going, "Who is that?" Yeah, he had that I ability. That. Beth, do you remember me telling you that I remember seeing Micah as Oliver? You remember that? But I couldn't remember whether it was Muse Machine or whether it was Theater Under the Stars. I believe I saw that. One of the last Theater Under the Star productions, I think. They had they okay. did it in a high school instead of outside. I okay. forget the mechanics of that. But yeah, yeah, they there was built a that addition. That was Yeah. Theater Under the Stars was my Broadway as a kid. I mean, oh, we for, went uh, every summer. I loved every it. Every summer. We didn't know about it until it was basically closing down. But you're oh, right. Like man. Dayton actually is such a good place for the arts. I mean, we had Muse Machine, which was huge. It's almost like that. That felt like pre-Broadway oh, training. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. There were and people then, who after Beauty and the Beast said when the Broadway traveling show came through, they got up and walked out because <gasps> the music production had been so much better. Obviously. Oh my but, gosh. Wow. But, I believe it. They, they are yeah. top notch. I was we too scared. I was too scared to audition for Muse Machine. Oh, you crazy. Matt Horn and David Ducing, I feel, were, I don't know. I mean, you know, you talk about people being pivotal and people's lives that they mm-hmm. were just, you know, it, it was unrivaled. I, I feel pity for people who didn't get to work with them. And, mm-hmm. I remember Nat Horn and I remember the name and his face and just thinking he was legendary. And it just seems so intimidating to me. Like I did speech and debate and Oakwood musicals were really the places where I developed my, you know, craft. Thespianism. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, and Muse Machine was, I mean, like, if you were a ninth or tenth grader, you know, you were generally in the chorus. Um, yeah. You know, you sort of, there was a promotion, you know, like promotional, whereas in speech and debate, I think, you know, you could choose your category. And Did you always mm-hmm. do humor? Do yeah, humor? I always did humor. I don't think I even thought about doing anything else. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, Candy Peace had a lot of power then, but, um, but I remember, I remember Micah doing a duo with Will Allen before he, and he did drama. He was Tennessee Williams before he did humor. And, um, I just think it was a very versatile, you know, yeah, you found your, your niche and. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. It definitely was formative. I wish I had gotten into Muse Machine because I would go see those, but they were so intimidating because I didn't start in the chorus in ninth or tenth. That's why I never really did it. But growing up watching well, theater, they would, have, the stars, they would have taken you straight to lead if you'd given them an opportunity. You know. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Some people don't need, you know, that that tutoring. But yeah, I just. But I think you're. Yeah, but I think your your high school years might have been. I don't know whether they were fun, but. That certainly was what enabled Micah to, um, oh, just to stick around and not to feel, mm-hmm. you know, 
many, it's not that you don't want to feel different, but I don't know. It's a, it's a cruel and punishing period. <laughs> yeah. Very slow in high school. I just so. always thought of him as so, I just really thought of him as like, as just such a excellent actor and act, I love how I said it like that actor, actor. <laughs> um, an excellent actor and just like meant for Broadway. And then that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, well, that is so lucky. Do you know, I, I don't really, okay, let me just make clear. I don't really understand the industry, but this, <laughs> I think I've learned. You're learning. So, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You have an agent and, um, you know, obviously they have, a keen interest in you doing things that are lucrative since that's yeah. where their income comes from. But Micah had a very, thanks really to SUNY Purchase, um, which is where he did conservatory. He had a very long range um, strategic plan. Um, and he would do things for charity um, or for very little money. Um, if it was either one, a learning experience or two, enabled him to work with people he admired or, right. Um, mm -hmm. If he hadn't mm -hmm. done those not lucrative things, which I probably was upsetting for his agent, he would not have gotten in the first off-Broadway show was written by Terrence McNally, this history of theater called Away We Go. And if he hadn't been that, Nathan Lane would not have seen him and approved him to do it's only a play and then he wouldn't have gotten a Tony and then he wouldn't have gotten to do front page and then do you know what I mean like you just yeah. think about this wow. sequence of, of um this chain of events that would not have taken place and I don't know how you 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 can't know right no because <laughs> I mean, we get asked you know, that all the time like whenever I'm doing it like you know I've been doing a bunch of podcasts and interviews because my special just came out and it's like everyone, you know, so often you want to be helpful in younger comics or people ask you for advice or how you got to where you, you are. And the truth is there's just, there isn't a roadmap to pass on. You don't hand someone the guide. It's, them. it's well, and this is the point. Everyone works hard, right? And then when people succeed, they say, oh, it's because I work so hard. And if they fail, it's bad luck. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly the excuses people use in the business world too. You always want to think you succeeded because you put out um, and that those, but really there's just so much serendipity. Just Yeah. And, yeah. They always say um, luck, talent, yeah. timing, all of it. But, but, I, but I think that you have to be purposeful too about your work. And it sounds like that's what Mike was doing with the volunteer or the, the, you know, experiences he took, if it meant working alongside people that were, you know, able to teach and he was able to absorb from. But I feel like that with you too, Beth, you did a lot of shows that, you know, maybe other people would have turned down, but you, you just are purposeful about, you know, your journey and where you want to end up. And, oh, yeah, I mean, I took, did so many things for free. I felt weird when I started making money. <laughs> I still feel okay, bad sure. taking money. Beth, did you ever turn something down, even if it was lucrative? Let me think. Yes. I mean, yes, I have. Yes. Because that's what also kind of, well, as a parent, we panic sometimes because Micah would like turn things down and we go, 
how can you afford it? Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you know, like, but, um, like you're kidding. I now admire him tremendously because he, you know, he, it's a limited reason. It's, it's the economic problem. It's scarcity and you only have, um, but I wanted to do you this weather thing. So, you know, I, one thing I really enjoyed was that when he was fairly young, I want to say late elementary school, he really wanted to go see the producers on Broadway and we got lucky. His dad had to go to a conference. So we made this family trip um, to New York and um, got tickets for the producers. And literally two weeks before we were going, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick left the production. Oh, and nuts. Mike was devastated. I mean, you know, we just, anyway, we went, you know, it was, it was good. It was, um, uh, but I bought a poster that had Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in it. You know, they were still selling <laughs> the old stuff and framed it, you know, and it was just kind of a, it was kind of a, you know, it was an object lesson and, you know, time, <laughs> not even your side. But, um, so years later when Michael was in that play, I made them sign <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> because I just want, you know, and I just, I explained, you know, I said, Mike, I just explained to them your mother's strange and that she's saved this all these years. And, um, strange so, or perfect. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but really, like you think about it, what are the odds that he would then have that opportunity to be on oh, stage yeah. with them? You yeah. know, that's a generation. Talk about age difference. I mean, you know. And yet they are just, you know, unselfish people. And yeah, you know. and talk about, I mean, and the fact that I <laughs> cut to whatever it is, however many years later, 15 years later, from Mike and I meeting and becoming friends and knowing each other through Oakwood, but then becoming friends. And I'm sitting at the table with him and Matthew and Nathan. We went to go see. Um, I can't, I don't think I, I can't remember if I went and saw him in It's Only a Play or if it wasn't, I think he and I just went to go see something on Broadway together. And he was like, do you want to meet up with Nathan and Matthew? And we went to this bar that all of the actors go to. And I met, oh <laughs> it's like gosh. Michael brought me into <laughs> his world. Speak the password at enter place. Yes, that's <laughs> what it was. It was like oh. password to enter this dark bar. We went and get a drink. It's Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick. They love and know oh. Micah. And then Lynn Manuel Miranda pops over. I get to meet him. It was just oh like my gosh. Micah was never is never um, shy about you know sharing his world and doesn't keep yeah. it away. You know, some people I think sometimes are like that, uh, sort of keep it for themselves, and uh, he is not like that at all i think we both enjoy bringing each other into each other's world like he came with me to the conan christmas party and you know it's not it's always just like i mean it sounds like i'm being name droppy i think it's just more like the idea that we are now next to people we idolized that's right that's right yeah and you don't want to I get, you know, you you want to be able to do for the next generation. Yeah. You're so old. Um, <laughs> you know, what done for you. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, I think it's a, um, it's a rarefied, it's a rare, if you're going to be poor, I think, you know, what you guys do is really the ticket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I have, 
I have, you know, I, I talk to students about this all the time. You know, if you're majoring in accounting because that's something you love and you like the satisfaction of columns adding up and stuff, well and good, but if you're doing it for a job and then what if that job isn't there for you? You know, now there's a computer program. That's yeah. right. That, oh, yeah, good point. You know, and so if you didn't love it, you know, be very careful. Um, you yeah. know, I and think something you're you do love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, make yeah. your own niche, you know, if, if, I don't know. But yeah. But no, I really, I think that the fact that you and Micah, Represent date. I mean, I know this. I don't even. I'm, I'm. I'm not even from here. I grew up in Texas. My parents were New Yorkers. I. Um, but you. That's what I wanted to ask you, Barb. I wanted to ask. Did you grow up in Dayton? But now you've just said Texas, and your yeah. parents were from yeah. New York. What? Where in, in fact, Texas? Um, Dallas. My dad okay. was a geologist, and um, he. They actually moved to that region um, in World War II because oh. his job was to find oil. You know. To win the war. Um, okay. So wow. my sibling, you know, my my first brother was born in New Jersey, but then they made the move. So my second brother was born in Carlsbad, New Mexico. My sister was born in Midland, Bush Country. Oh, wow. um, and then I was born in Dallas. And all I knew was um, that when I turned 18, I needed to leave yeah. right away. <laughs> um, and I did that. I went to college in New Hampshire and then lived in New York in Jersey city, really, to be more precise. Um, before it was, it was, well, actually they had signs on the subway that said, if Hoboken's hot, Jersey city's on fire. And they didn't mean it literally, (laughs) (laughs) but it's sometimes seen that way. I, I taught in an inner city Catholic school and they, there were always, we had to cancel school because they were demolishing buildings nearby and the dust. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway, and, and then I, um, did you always want to be a teacher? Um, no, I just can't actually do anything. Um, so, <laughs> hey, anyone um, who's teaching economics is gifted. That's what I'm going to say. You, you, Barb told me the other day that if I had a bad experience with math, that's maybe why I'm so adverse to economics. And yeah. that is the truth. I, yeah. I was terrible at math. I just, I could not figure it. Yeah. I, I think I so, got, doesn't do well with fractions. So much of math is not ostensibly useful. I still remember a high school calculus teacher and I said, we were doing signs and cosines and all this stuff. And I said, what, what am I ever going to use this for? And she said, well, if you are ever building a bridge, you're going to need to know this. And I thought to myself, <laughs> okay, well, good. I'm never going to build a bridge. So Check. Um, yeah. But you're like, I wouldn't mind jumping off one right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to be able to measure the trajectory, you know, know how hard it's going to hurt when you hit. <laughs> Um, well, when you first started now, out teaching, though, what did you teach? I mean, you didn't start off teaching economics. It was fifth through eighth grade math and science. Okay. Okay. I did fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade math in the morning for like an hour oh, each. And then 30 minutes of science in the afternoon. And okay. we did not have a big budget. Basically, balloons, crayons. We did oh a lot of static thing with combs and pieces of paper. <laughs> there was no, I mean, it was like this inner city. Very low um, budget with your science, very low it budget, sounds like. Very low budget. And I had no position. I, was, I had no business teaching um, children. Uh, you know, Darwin's didn't even have a school of ed. I 
majored in English so I could spend my junior year in London going to theater. Actually, I love going. To I was going to say it's like such your like and, we talk about that. I, I want to because you we talk oh, about travel. like yeah travel. I love to. I mean, I think this is the cruelest of times because students can't do study. Oh my gosh! And I, you know, and will we ever be forgiven um, and allowed into other countries again? I don't know. <sighs> don't know um, either. Yeah. yeah, and so I, you know, it's been so much fun working at UD because I got recruited back in the early two thousands to start teaching and study abroad. I had a great mentor named Bill Seth. And I was able to take Mike and Rachel, you know, the other boys were too old, but um, all, all around with me. Actually, one of my treasured experiences in, was in Italy. They would let my kids and me take the language classes. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Mike, oh. As his sister, actually, she ended up majoring in languages and she's, well, up and down fluent in several. Um, so when we were in Italy, people actually thought he was Italian. Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> what a great that. experience for your kids though. And for you to be able to take them. Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right back. I'm not tired. I was going to say, Barb, because like, you know, we were talking about, you know, the reason we're able to do it, of course, is because this is what Micah and I want to do and we pursued it. But obviously you can still pursue these things. There's actors that haven't had the support of their family in the arts, but like support is obviously a huge part of it. And it seems like you just like, you know, listening to musicals when you're pregnant with Micah and your passion for it. It's like, what, what were, was that always there for you since you were a kid? Um, no, because I think I, I didn't really have a public person, you know, it's, it's on, well, my sister's quite theatrical and Richard's oh. brother, my husband, was, um, his brother and his sister, honestly, Jackie now acts and dances and is an artist as well. So I think somehow that, um, creative gene skipped me. <laughs> I just appreciate <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I knew that I, you know, was envious, but I, I don't think I ever, um, I just didn't actually, well, oh no, truth. I had, I did have a career. I was the ghost of Christmas past (laughs) (laughs) at the Dayton Playhouse. Really? That's cool. I was, I was, I was so in awe um, that um, I think it was, you know, closed quickly anyway but um no i i just don't i don't i can't i can't be anyone but me it's quite tragic (laughs) all of my children i think are quite um changeable Mm -hmm. i mean they can put on they can the only way i get into other people's shoes is you know empathetically when i teach growth and development um Mm -hmm. you know and i you know we study low income to choose, but, but I really can't, I can't, I can't abandon me <laughs> theatrically. And I just admire you guys who can, like, honestly, I'm so disappointed when I find out that 
that, for example, when I found out that Kevin Klein, um, you know, was different from the way he movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I thought that was really him. You yeah. Know, I, if that sounds really stupid, but. Um, no, it doesn't. I get what you mean. <laughs> I think it's kind of. If I look at Mike, I go, who is that person? Yeah. You know, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know that. So, yeah, when he's in a different Beth, movie, you I mean? Know truth from fiction. I mean, you're Beth's mom, Diane. Do, do you see your daughter there all the time? And she's well, no, no, I, I don't. I mean, I, I do, but then I also realize that she's her mind is her mind, and you know, I think that really the first time I really uh, looked at Beth, like, oh my gosh, is when she was in high school and she was with on the uh, speech speech and debate and I remember her being up in her room and it sounded like there were like six people in there because there were all these voices all these people talking in there and then I realized it was just Beth and those were all the characters in her scene that she was memorizing and I thought I always knew she could memorize well because she loved poetry and things like that but I was so impressed with her ability to memorize um uh, that's not that's exactly what thing. you asked, but um, yeah. But I mean, but also that point of the the interesting thing is she comes across as so true. Well, I even think, though she's different people, does that make sense? Like, why? Yes. Why don't you go? Oh well, that's not bad. That she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think. Truly great actors is, is this truth just permeates. Even when they're, or they have that ability know. to go someplace else, just go so deep, or go someplace else that not everybody has that. I mean, I noticed that. Um, I, I see that in Micah too. That he has this ability to go really deep and become this character. And like you said, with Kevin Klein, I love Kevin Klein. They they just have that ability to transform themselves. That you know. I think just regular people don't do. At my point, you go with them. Yes, you go yeah. with them. Yeah. You know, like watching Beth, I, I, I just find it so interesting how people tug audiences along. Like, to make a reference, Jeremy, that Jeremy guy. Oh, oh yeah. If there was Jeremy in the room, you would have had to do something else. Or was he a plant? Did you put no, Jeremy no, there on no, purpose? No, no, not a plant. Yeah, and so how do you do, you know... I just think that's a gift. But the, the the difference between me, though, and Micah at the moment is Micah can disappear into a role and bring his personal authenticity to it. Him and I are very present. I mean, it sounds so weird, I guess, when you say things about yourself. Like, I feel weird saying it. But he and I are both, like, authentic people that are present and make eye contact and care. And so I think, I mean, one of my one of the things I've tried to accept about myself, love about myself is that people can feel that from me, the authenticity. It, mm-hmm. I think that comes from me being able to be myself and be yeah. vulnerable, but my stand up is me. So when you're saying like when my mom's saying, like, I, well, I don't know if my mom said she doesn't recognize me, but like over the years I've become closer and closer to my personality on stage than I did when I first started stand up. So when you watch my stand up, yeah. you're you are watching me. That is me. Yeah, it's, it's my genuinely life. I'm talking you. about real things. I so. will say I think your craft, you know, the comedy, is the most 
risk taking, exposing. Oh yeah. Of the act. I mean, you know, the audience wouldn't go along with you if they didn't know you were doing a reveal. I guess would mm-hmm. be, you know, and that's very harsh. Well, I think it's safe. It's safer for me as the as the years go on. Like like I, it's it is vulnerable. It is hard. It's basically bombing is the worst part. I think that's stating the obvious. But it's like when I say something that I'm sharing and that doesn't get a laugh, it, it bombs. That's the worst feeling because you're basically sharing something about yourself or something that you think is funny and people are like, no. And you're like, oh, you God. Know that, you know that <laughs> series, um, Amazing Miss Maisie? Oh, oh yeah, Maisel. Miss Maisel. Yeah. Yes. And I, so I kind of think it that way that how, how, um, you like to think that people just, you know, are funny and they can just get up and go. And then you realize how crafted, you know, routines have to become, but also God, how raw, I mean, okay. Yeah. So truth to tell, do you really at this point not care if they love you or not? I um, do care. I mean, I think I've reached a point where I, I have to say it, it's, I don't know. It is, it seems like a larger topic in the sense that it's like, I don't want everyone to like me when we see comics that are liked by everybody. What does that mean? Yeah. So it means they're pretty e- neutered. Yeah. yeah or um, broad. So in the answer is yes, I definitely want people to like me. I have that in me, but. Okay. So this is where teaching is different. I think I became, I mean, as good as it gets, we're, we're lowering the bar here, but I think I became a better teacher when I honestly didn't care if students liked me or not. But part of it is because I have a subject matter mm-hmm. that is arguably um, gross enough <laughs> that the fact that I can make it palatable, you know, is right there kind of a recommendation. But, um, but I, but once I stopped honestly wanting to, I guess, not wanting to be their friend, not really caring if they, you know, liked me as a person, made me a better teacher. But I think that's what's so brutal about what you do is that you, they have to like you. Oh, I know. <laughs> or they won't tell their friends to come. I know. So, you know. It is I mean, hard. It's definitely something yeah. I grapple with because, I mean, it also comes down to who I associate with or, you know, if someone asks me to open for them are they someone who has fans? I want to be my fans. I mean, that that's Ooh, an odd position yeah. to be in where it's like you would turn down opening for a famous person because their fans suck, you know, like. But that, what a challenge if you could sway them your way. You're right. That's the other part mm-hmm. of it where I it's mean, like, you don't want to just constantly be them. preaching stretch to the them. choir or stretch them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Beth, what I meant earlier by when Barb was saying about, do you recognize her is that, your your standup has changed and it has evolved and is more a reflection of what you've experienced and also what your message is. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I meant. And I, I noticed it probably last summer when we went to Montreal, we got to go to the Just for Laughs Festival. I went, my sister came and Beth and I did a little bit of our podcast there, but I was able to watch her and so that's what I mean by not always knowing where where you are and what's important to you. And um, so I, I recognize you as a uh, as a person that I know well, but you have to admit your 
the people in your audience that really hold you up are the people that can relate to what it is you're sharing with them. And there have been so many that have related to your experiences and what your perspective is on that. So. Well, so back to roots. Did your, <laughs> does Diane have theatrical um, prior? Not, re- not really theatrical. I mean, where did, but- the, where did, I would, you know, I would, I taught music. I think I told you that the other day. I, okay, that's um, right. I taught music for a long, for in a long, long time. And then I just retired in the last few years. So when the girls were little, they did dance and ballet and, uh, Yamaha, which is, I, I also taught that keyboard yeah. and singing and movement. Oh, wow. oh. And so they were all involved in that. But, um, I remember you saying, Barb, that one of the, the greatest joys is for you to see what Micah does so well that you didn't really aspire to be a, an artist. Yeah. But so what a joy it is to watch him. And I'm sure with Elud and Shaka and Rachel, but I know that with my girls, they were all very excellent athletes, which I never was. So it was like, oh my gosh, they can, you know, they were ready to spring out and do some other things. So you know how little Oakwood is, you you get to try a lot of things, but yeah, they all were incredible athletes. And, uh, so that was the greatest joy for me just to watch them because, you know, I was always the one no one wanted on their team or they would because, you know, they liked me. But Last chosen in dodgeball. <laughs> I could bring humor, you know, to the team, but that's not what they were looking for. But um, I always loved musicals. So I would say our house always was filled with music and you know, Megan, my oldest, was in Theater Under the Stars, and then she got involved in some of the musicals. And then Beth, of course, really grabbed on to the musicals, and Mrs. Pease was so great with getting her involved. So it was almost like that is a that was an area that I never really acted or, you know, performed on a stage like that. I um, See, and that's always the danger. That's when, like, those weird parents, you start living vicariously through their children. <laughs> kind of, um, yes. You know? You're right. But, here but we are on a podcast together. Intrusive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great balance that, you know, you weren't this um, mother that pushed Micah to do things maybe he wasn't ready to do. Or, it wasn't like that at all. I mean, that was his. Yeah. yeah. That's where In he fact, was headed. Largely in spite, really, of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we were supportive, but I think the whole time we were like, well, I have a relative who not, will, will not be more closely identified than that. And her comment <laughs> okay. was, "Okay, um, but but what what is what what's Micah you know really going to do when he grows up?" And I said, oh, "Well, yeah, he is going to add. <laughs> that's, that's the plan, you know. That's but the it, plan. for them, it was a uh, that was you know that was like something you did, you know, to fill out your resume to get into college. Do you sure. see what I mean? You, yeah. sure. And then it was an activity, and then you know check that box. And and mm-hmm. I think that's what I really just find." admirable is that he persevered and despite did. people at SUNY Purchase telling him, um, you know, we just want you to know that your son probably won't get any jobs in his 20s. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character actor and, you know, they'll oh, no. be coming to him if he's still alive in his 30s and 40s. And I said, well, oh. wow, we're going to be bankrolling this boy for a while. <laughs> um, but, you know, he heard them wrong. But I just... Um, but I do think, ah, oh, what a brutal industry. What a brutal industry. So many extremely talented people. Yes. That, yes. You know, 
Um, How do you find your way? How do you make your mark? How do you feel like you have a place? Yeah. And how do you have the ego? Yeah. Well, and I also think the one thing, you know, despite what they say about, you know, the trauma, I think the the self-esteem requirement, you know, we're all fragile, but I think there is some deep (laughs) um, resource that, you and Micah must have <laughs> to, oh, you know, so get rejected too. from nicer roles all the time or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> is it right? to continue, yeah, yeah, to continue you're right. risk take. Is yeah, it a resource just, or is it a, a bottomless pit? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> it's that deep. It's, we read on the deep part. We do the deep part. <laughs> but yeah, but I think, you know, it, and actually this is a guy once told me this. He said, well, you know, um, it's very good training if later, you know, he wants to do marketing or something. <laughs> oh, dear. I've got because that, you, too. Well, because if you can that. sell yourself, what product, you know, can you not, you know. Endorse. Sing and dance for. Yeah. And and um, and that's that's a big part of it, too. Just, I see yeah. Micah acting for the rest of his life as long as he wants to act. It's just a matter of, like, speaking to those, I guess we can call them naysayers or whatever but just because like and even what we were talking about earlier doing things you care about i mean look i did a lot of things i cared about and made strides in my art and my accomplishments and what i felt i was proud of and that doesn't mean that's what i was recognized for meaning i had been doing stand-up for years before i got to try or before i was on something like chelsea lately and i was only on it twice before it ended But that was the first time I was recognized by technically people who wouldn't have believed in me in the first place because it was mainstream. So Johnny come lately. Yeah. So so it's like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I saw you on Chelsea lately and it's kind of like, no, no shade to Chelsea whatsoever, but it's like, well, that's not what I'm proud of. And that doesn't mean I'm good because I got on there or, you know, whether I did well on the show or not. And it was almost irritating. Like that's what you're recognizing me for. And I think with Micah, he had a lot of things he was proud of and, and a lot of accomplishments. I mean, you know, a Tony being on Broadway. I mean, honestly, the, obviously the credits in his list go, go on pre what I would say might be something like Brittany runs a marathon, which stood out at Sundance and, and he was recognized for yet. And and that's not something like, I'm not saying that's, equal to Chelsea lately. I'm just saying he had done yeah. so much uh, yeah, prior, of worth your prior. prior. You know, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. so it's interesting. Well, the, here's another key point, which, you know, how this industry will be transformed by COVID and potentially future pandemics. On the one hand, you know, people are bored out of their minds, so they're going to mm-hmm. be hungry for more and more entertainment value. But, um, but just the challenges, um, his girlfriend is, did this show that wasn't initially designed for Zoom, but then ended up being recorded and performed using Zoom. It turned out to be, like, I can't even imagine it not having been in that format. It just was a perfect fit. But there's, I just am feeling very deprived now of, um, of I love live. That's, yes. I just have to say that. I love live. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watch movies because I'm, you know, 
an introvert, but um, but that's what every time you go to live theater or live performances, they're different. The audience yeah. is different. The performer is different. And yeah. I, you know, everything's now being recorded and, and, you know, written in stone, not written in stone, but you know what I mean? It's, um, it's, recorded, it's so yeah. polished and so packaged and, you know, mm-hmm. and I know it has to be that way. Um, you know, that's spontaneous anyway, but I just, mm-hmm. I think for, for Broadway, oh, I want it to be, yeah. I want yes. everything to be okay again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Of course. And yeah. I think he'll go back to it. Like, like, cause he'll have not only the talent and ability, but the desire and, you know, to go back to it. I think that's the nice part about, um, being able or having the opportunity, but working hard to diversify your talent so he can go from Broadway to movies, to TV, um, yeah. And back to stage again, doing things that he wants. I don't know if he feels this way now, but I remember saying, Michael, what is the allure of like TV and movies? I just, I love you live. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's exhausting, but I no, love that's a great love question. Going to your shows live. And he said, well, the thing about TV and movies is that you can make it perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, so if you are a little bit of a perfectionist mm-hmm. or a control All freak, maybe, yeah, yeah, there's you, you can if if you have control over that process. I mean, if you're you know an innocent victim, and um, <laughs> but I thought that was interesting because I loved it when I you know I I don't even want to embarrass myself by telling you that I <laughs> went to one of my plays 19 times, but um, oh, but the point is it was different so every time, and I started yeah. I was like hiding <laughs> up in the light you know, area, you know, the soundboards, I mean, <laughs> um, I would go to like the matinee, and the but I didn't do it because what happened is I could stop watching him and I could start watching everyone else after, you know, a few yeah. renditions. Uh-huh. And I would notice when people missed a line or added something <laughs> or were like pulling a prank on stage. Cause I had no idea that all this kind of subtext was in there but that's how you alleviate boredom when you're you know running for 52 weeks i guess how do those people who did cats for 19 years i don't know i I really Um, don't know chorus line i mean how did they do that how yeah and mine changes too like you're saying based on audience and reaction and just time and me working on the bits i mean my my mom saw well i think that's the professional that's that's a professional can just do it again and again oh I, yeah that's the but difference i'm saying i'm not that and it takes time to no. get it good so my mom yeah. saw versions of things that were definitely not done um <laughs> for sure but you're She's right the, the live there's fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah the live is just you, you just walk out being a different person than when you came in yeah. I, don't you think i mean you just yeah. it, the yeah. people in front of you have the ability to change your your whole outlook and your perspective on something and, and same with stand-up. Um, the, the, the lo- the it'd be like watching it, just yeah. Netflix all the time rather than going to a live show, a live stand-up show. It's totally different. But for right now, I guess that's what we, we do have. Yeah. But I can't we imagine Broadway remoted. not getting back to... Broadway. I'm just laughing. How did that oh, yeah. Nigel Barker? How did that feel, Barb? I have to ask you this. How did that feel for you to be sitting uh, in a theater on Broadway waiting to watch your son come on stage? How did it that feel? Like hurt. the first time. It was a hurt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was always the um, proud parent, even when he was, you know, in local production. Oh, sure. I, yes. I didn't, I don't think I felt. Um, 
I think knowing that there was a stark difference between the ticket price and his earnings was, <laughs> was also interesting. I mean, you know. Oh, that's funny. Yes, know, I can imagine. He was still not able to pay the rent, but, you know, people wouldn't know that. Um, right, yeah. But I, but I think that's why I liked going so many times was because I would just be so nervous initially, you know, mm-hmm. just watching him. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then I could start looking at the others and how they coordinated and played off each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, I'm a little dim on relationship stuff anyway. And so it would take me that long <laughs> to pick up on it. Um, um, so, yeah, it is. I, I think that'll be fun. I mean, when he does, I'm looking forward to the, I can't, I can't watch him in things where he's not a nice person. So, um, but, um, in the, when he does, <laughs> have, they, have there been any of those astronaut thing? Um, yeah. Oh, the astronaut, astronaut. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, right yeah. Stuff. I mean, for people, the right stuff. Know. I read, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Online. I mean, it, it's on Disney plus in, in, I think it premieres in October. Yeah. October okay. 9th. Um, it's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio produced. He, we were in yeah. Florida at the same time. He was filming in Florida when I went down to do University of Central Florida homecoming. Oh and he yeah. was down there filming. He plays Deke Slayton. And it's going to be Disney Plus. It's called The Right Stuff. Unfortunately, does not die. So if it's renewed, he'll have a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're one of that's the good, yes. that perishes, that's he, bad. Oh. They have to... You know, you, it's reality, unfortunately. So they can't mm, like right, but um, yeah. And that's on Disney. That's on Disney, Disney Plus. and it's going to be on Disney Plus. It was originally a um National Geographic, but then I'm not really sure how they're organized okay. economically. Oh, but I'm glad they, I have Disney either Disney Plus. Plus owns National Geographic or or they bought it or anyway it'll okay. It's about the, um, uh, yeah, the original Mercury 7 astronauts. Yeah, the entire, okay. really, the space program, if they if it plays out over the three years they plan, oh, that's you know, awesome. it'll be from, you know, start to finish, so. Okay. Um, oh, I'll look forward yeah. to that. I know, it's fun to, yeah. But it really, you know, I think the interesting thing is how long it is between the time they do it and it airs. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not, you know, like, you kind of detach from it and you're on doing another thing. So has that been a year? Has that been like a year ago or? Yeah, because they filmed it. Yeah, almost exactly okay. a year ago. Okay. Oh my I think gosh. they would be filming. They might be filming the second year now if it weren't for COVID, but um, they kept delaying. Oh, okay. gosh. I mean, That's true because that was around, I don't even know, yeah. Halloween. When you said something. you went down to Florida, you saw him. So I know. Hmm. Well, I'm I looking can't forward to that. It's been a year. Time has flown. It has. And speaking of time flying, if I abort this call, you hate me because I no, have office no, hours you, and I have a student waiting. Of course and, not. We've, and we've enjoyed our okay, okay. You've been so I fantastic. I how long you would ask me to... No, we are. Know. We probably went it's over. A, we it's about an hour. Oh, to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. And you can always, you know, Diane yeah. can just start selling a story now and... No, we are so we are so thankful you took time out, especially with your semester starting at UD under very stressful conditions. So we we are so grateful for that. To see the little codgers, I really would. I mean, actually, you learn their names more easily in Zoom because you get close up photos. And um, but in terms of classroom dynamics, it's of course that's a big loss. I will say that my first year students last class learned how to take over my dot cam <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i go stop it stop it 
I actually hit some share feature that enabled them to all start expressing themselves. So oh, um, <laughs> you're learning. Normally, you know, illusion, illusions of total power. Yeah. But, if I had oh, to take one con, I'd want it yeah. to be from you. Yes, that. me too. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank well, you for you know, being a great I'm mother. I'm recording all my Zoom lectures. I'll, I'll send oh, them all pass the them on. You can start a recon for you now. <laughs> I, I would appreciate um, that. I wouldn't Barb. do that to someone I like, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would not be nice. Okay. okay. Well, oh, I'm looking forward to best next show because yeah. like a you know it's he sends me links whenever oh good um, oh good it's being publicly good. shared so yeah. okay um, well so just you take good care of yourself this is all over when beth is here and mike is here we'll have to do a, a <gasps> parent child definitely hi that'd be so fun that would be a, okay oh i'd love that, that would be okay really take right. care that's Barb. a date all right. Okay. We'll be future. All right. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you. Have a good day, congratulations, Barb. Beth, for just oh, thank you. an amazing career already in progress. Thank you, Barb. Thank you. Right. Right. A few later. Okay. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. So the message here is watch Micah in the right stuff. Um, it was originally National Geographic, and it's on available on Disney+, Plus, produced by mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, created by Mark Lafferty. But anyway, give it a whirl. We love Micah. And you can follow him on stuff if you want on social media. I think it's like he's the first of many projects good. to come. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. Tony. He's a Tony Award-nominated actor so who's done versatile. stage. And now he's screen. And he's also on that Netflix show, Bonding, as Doug. He's great. But good stock Micah. Is his handle on Instagram if you want to find him. All right, Mom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>